tell me your name if you would. So my name is Keisha Fuller. I work for the Marin County Office of Education. We partner with San Rafael City Schools and we match students with internship opportunities and we help students build essential skills for when they are done with high school. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I wish I had had that. Yeah, me too. Absolutely, right? <laughs> are you much of a podcast listener? I love podcasts. Oh, yay. Love them. So Music you, to our ears over you here. You don't have to say We Are One Marin as your answer, but do you have a favorite podcast? Ooh. Uh, I am uh, a big fan of NPR, Pop Culture Happy Hour. Love that one. I'm really up to date on pop culture. Um, I like some comedy podcasts. Bad Friends is an example. Um, I also like some true crime podcasts. Sword and Scale, uh, Invisibilia. Uh, there's a ton. Well, you've just made up for the last five people to walk yeah, by. Yeah. <laughs> All joking aside, what you just heard was recorded live at a business networking event in San Rafael called the Marin Business Showcase. And for the Marin Council of Chambers, I'm Stephanie Plant. This is We Are One Marin. Work experience can be hard to come by for high school kids. Juggling school and the possibility of college is overwhelming enough. But how do you figure out what you might want to do or what you might be interested in? Or if college is right for you at all? The Marin County Office of Education has a program for that. Keisha Fuller's job there is matchmaker, matching interns with intern hosts. Turns out her own life experience was a perfect match for getting her into this role. We invited Keisha to sit down with us for a longer conversation about how Marin teens and Marin businesses work. I'd like to welcome Keisha Fuller, and in fact, it's not welcome, really. It's um, nice to see you again. Yep. All right. My name's Keisha, as you said, and I am a San Rafael native, born and raised in Marin County, uh, deep roots in the Bay Area. I went to school locally in San Rafael, and, you know, when I got to high school, kind of fell behind a little bit, went to Madrone, which is a continuation high school, and was able to work my behind off to <laughs> graduate a year early. Very proud of wow. that. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, um, I couldn't have done it without the really supportive staff and teachers that I met at Madrone, um, some of whom are still there. Shout out to yeah. the San Rafael schools. Yeah, so out of high school, I decided to not go to college and got immediately into commercial and retail banking, which was new and exciting. And I learned a lot about the operations of retail banking, financial literacy, kind of that whole world. I was in that industry for about like nine years. And in between that time, I had my daughter, who um, is now seven. And I just one day was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Hmm. And so decided to go to college, went to College of Marin and was able to get my associate's degree there, transferred over to San Francisco State where I currently am now. So um, I wanted to get into more of like the public sector. And so I chose to hop onto education. I started at the Marin County Office of Education a little over a year ago. So it's really cool. I get to go back to the high school I graduated from and pay it forward, essentially. You know, one of my teachers who's still there, you know, remembers me and recommended me for the job. Shout out, Miss Corrado. <laughs> um, it's really rewarding to be on the other side. You know, I know 
how it feels to be a person of color in a county where you don't see a lot of people of color. Um, you don't see a lot of successful people of color. And being at this school, you know, you may be often told that you're not a good kid or you failed in high school, but there's so much more room to grow beyond that. I'm really grateful to like inspire other kids to, you know, remember that they have a lot of skills, they have a lot of potential, they can always, you know, move forward. And so I kind of went on a tangent there. No, I was just going to say, you may have just won the unofficial award for best self-introduction right? in our podcast series yet. I'd like to, to just walk back a tiny bit sure. and help our audience understand a few, a few things. Number one, your job, which is at the Marin County Office of Education. Could you help us all understand the mission there and what the office does. Sure, sure. The um, College and Career Readiness Department handle various projects that affect students across the county. Um, I work in particular with a project called School to Career, STC, and it's just what it sounds like. It's preparing students from the school to career transition that you know, seniors are going to face one day. And that's just a reality of some of the pathways that students will take. Um, you know, it's optional to go to college. It's dependent on the needs of themselves, their family, what they have to do, they have to do. So it's essential to have basic skills working in a professional environment, working in an office, or just being exposed to a certain industry to really understand if, oh yeah, I actually do want to go to college for this for four years, and maybe they make that decision later on. It's it's um, really allowing students to explore a little bit before committing to a four-year program at a university. So the, one of the keys there is an internship program, is that correct? Absolutely, so that is a, a key part of the school to career is um, internship placement. So my role as the liaison is to connect with the businesses in San Rafael and seek uh, intern hosts, essentially, really businesses that would be open to allowing a high school age student to come into their business and learn a little bit about what they do, what the industry is all about, um, what's needed to be a part of that industry as a professional, um, and also just job shadowing as well if students just want to see, you know, what, what a real estate agent does in a day, for example. We want to give them that opportunity. And... Are there, uh, this is your chance, okay? I'm giving you a microphone. Here's your big fat pitch for all the businesses listening <laughs> out there. What are the requirements or what, what, what does a business need to have or, or be able to offer to be eligible for an intern? Great question. Really, we want it to be, first of all, a safe environment for children. I mean, children, students, these are well, young under adults. 18. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. And so that's why I like to be the first there to kind of check out the location, talk to the host a little bit, learn a little bit about what kind of skills students can learn, because this goes beyond having a high school kid come in and push a broom. It's really mm -hmm. about a mutually beneficial situation where students can truly learn something. And even if it turns out they don't like this industry, that is a win for us because now they can check that off their list and they're like, I'm never doing that again. Great. That's development. That's progress. I mean, that's the only way to inform an opinion about what you might like or be interested in. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I tell students all the time, too, is like, you know, if you're on the fence about this, you try it out and hey, you learn that you don't want to do it. Great. That's an experience. It's a valuable experience for you. 
Well, I remember entering the job force and, oh, two years required. And I'm like, well, who's handing out these first two years of experience? Because everybody's requiring that. And I didn't have that walking through the door. So I think it's really important. And I don't even remember college being optional, not even from directly my family or anything. It's just in my mind. And so having, you know, a county program that supports an alternative route, I think is an incredible addition. Absolutely. The CTE, um, Career Technical Education, promotes going to college as well, but providing, you know, the right pathways to that. So whether it's doing technical skill programs that they have at colleges, like certificate programs and whatnot, you know, we work a lot with College of Marin, 10,000 Degrees, some of these other um, partners to to really give students the options that maybe they don't even realize they have. You know, like you said, you don't realize that college maybe isn't for you or maybe that's not something you even want to explore. So we definitely want to keep steering kids in positive directions. Totally. So the Marin County Office of Education represents something like 17 school districts, yet there's also time for all these other other programs. I mean, I know there's also a very robust special ed Um, department, not to mention all these schools to career options. I'm not sure the average Marinite knows that you offer this many services. I think when you think Marin County Office of Education, it's hard to understand unless you're kind of on the inside of all the different facets that the county office handles or supports. Each district has its own district office, um, but the county office is kind of this umbrella that supports all of the districts and all of the students on a county-wide level. That, that's very helpful. Yeah. And you're going to have a new boss soon. We are, yes. I think I, we would be remiss to discuss the Marin County Office of Education without having a, a little shout-out and a um, huge amount of gratitude to Mary Jane Burke, who's been doing that job for 27 years. Yeah, crazy. She's She's been in her position for a while, and she's done really excellent things for the county. She has always put kids first. I mean, in my experience working with her, I mean, that's what I was told from day one, is that kids come first. And that's a really nice shift for someone like me who's worked in an industry where it's literally money first. I mm-hmm. mean, it's um, it's a lot easier to wake up every morning and go to work when you know that you're working for kids. Mm-hmm. It's so important. It's interesting. One of my first jobs um, during college, well, really high school, was banking. Yeah, I started off as a bank teller. I was given like that opportunity and I was really young and experienced, but Like I said, I learned a lot of really essential skills as far as just like uh, my own personal money management, learning about building credit, writing checks and lines of credit, loans and all that. (laughs) Turns out Stephanie's laughing right now because (laughs) I learned how to write a check when I started working with her. (laughs) Because you two are younger than I am and and you don't need written checks right I have this reference folder of like important documents and I have the sample check that she wrote and I pull it out every time like okay these numbers are the routing these are the account okay do I have permission to disclose a few ages just so we can so the audience okay so Kalina's 29 and Keisha's 28 and I'm 52 so when I worked at the bank, we counted the cash by hand, right. used that sticky stuff on our fingers, right, and right. we used a pen, yeah. and we signed the checks, Yeah, which we still do when we write the checks. Yeah. But I know we don't really have to pay that way anymore. There was no Venmo. Right. 
But the learning curve is really, you she know. She couldn't help herself. It's <laughs> fun. And you're on. a good sport. You're a good sport. Um, Keisha, let's let's get back to you a little bit. You know, you've already sort of touched on the about face you took in your career from banking to the County Office of Education and the opportunity to be lifting up high school students every day. Who lifted you up? <sighs> good question. I would definitely say, so I've always been a pretty good student. I've always loved school, but... It was just something about high school where I just I just didn't care anymore. And I just kind of like really fell behind. I really stopped caring so much about academics. And I just didn't think it was like a cool thing. I don't know. I mean, about what age do you think? I would say like 15, 15, that first year of high school. I started out at Terralinda High School and I just like, didn't find the motivation to go to school every day. Mm -hmm. And then when they said, hey, you have like all Fs, I was mm -hmm. like, oh. It took a little bit of, a little bit of growing up, especially when I went to Madrone. I mean, I, I can't emphasize enough how much Denise Corrado really helped. I mean, she's a wonderful educator. Mm -hmm. She truly is. And she just knows how to talk to students in a way that's like on their level, you know, it's, I don't know about teaching, I don't have a teaching certificate, but I think she talks to students in a way where they are equal, they aren't being talked down, they're not made to feel like bad about themselves necessarily, and that really kind of helped me think like, okay, like I'm gonna be an adult soon, like I have to like get my stuff together and, and focus in on school and I just started asking for extra credit. I started, you know, doing a lot of homework and, you know, just really pushing myself. And so I would say, like, Denise Corrado definitely helped me kind of grow up, up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. just to um, make sure people understand, Madrone is a school available yeah. to students who have fallen behind at San Rafael High or Terra Linda. Yes. yes. It's a continuation school which is like a credit recovery school because, you know, in schools you need a certain amount of credits mm -hmm. to to complete the program. And so when you fall behind, you're not on track. You have to go to a continuation type of school. And they have some in other um, uh, districts as well. They know how to kind of individualize education, make it a little more personal, give you that one-on-one -on -one support that you might need. Mm -hmm. um, because I think that's the thing, too, with education. Not everyone learns the same way. And I think understanding that and accepting that without labeling students as bad or, um, you know, something's wrong with them and just focusing in, coming in from a different perspective is really helpful. And it can help with the confidence as well. So you did a year at Terra Linda and two years at Madrone? Yeah. Um, it wasn't wow. even like a full year at Terra Linda, really. Wow. It was like half a semester, and they were like, whoa, you have to do something. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, spent most of my time there and um, was able to, like I said, work really hard and, and get out of there early. Like, it was just a shift. I feel like I've always been kind of ambitious. I just kind of, like, lost my way a little bit when I was in high school, and so... I, I like my story. You know, I'm not ashamed of that story because it's a real story. And um, I know a lot of kids can relate. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, my I work at three different high schools because I work with San Rafael City Schools. Um, and I mean, I like them all for their own reasons. But something about Madrone really is special to me. I mean, being an alumni there and also just being able to relate with the students there is it's really awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so, well, you present, um, I'm sure, a role model 
figure that is um, really identifiable mm-hmm. and that turned your story around. Right. Out of your own initiative, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. I mean, yeah, I'm really proud of like my accomplishments and I'm, I'm excited to share those with students because I feel like every single student there is capable of accomplishing what I've accomplished. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a first generation college graduate. Um, I mean, soon to be, I'm in my uh, senior year, uh, but yeah. I mean, it's, I'm at the finish line, you know, yeah. and I'm still shooting for the stars. I'm thinking about graduate school and, you know, continuing to kind of spread that positivity, that, that drive to everyone around me, you know, especially here in, in where I've been raised, you know, I feel like it, it's no secret that there is, you know, equity disparity in this county. And I think being representation to girls of color, women of color is really important. You mentioned in your expert introduction <laughs> that you didn't see yourself necessarily in your high school experience. And I wondered if that changed at Madrone. You know, I don't identify as like Latino or Latinx, but I've always been accepted and welcome into the Latino Latinx community. And I mean, I think that's a majority of the demographic in both San Rafael High School and at Madrone. I I definitely felt a little more represented there. Um, I think there is still a lack of diversity as far as like you know, not a lot of African-Americans in this in this county. I think the most recent uh, census data says it's about 3% mm-hmm. in the county. Yeah, that's always been a challenge, really. I mean, identity in general is, is a tricky thing for me. Um, I have a, a white mom and my dad's African-American, but my dad was incarcerated when I was younger mm-hmm. and he was absent from my life. And so that... But on top of not really connecting with that side of my identity mm. and then being raised in a predominantly white society is, is challenging. And I think that did have a little effect on me in high school and, and maybe the social pressure related with the identity issues. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not an excuse, but I think it, it, it took a toll on me in high school, I would say. And it distracted me from focusing on my academics, focusing on my well-being, focusing on things that were important at that time. But I'm very positive. You know, I push through. I'm always looking towards the future. Um, and so, you know, I continue to do that, keep pushing forward. Your positivity is contagious. <laughs> High school certainly is a time when I think most teens question, you know, who am I? What am I going to become? Where do I fit in? You experienced a lot of extra layers of that. Sure, yeah. I would imagine you, Kalina, have also felt some of those. Yeah, I definitely identify with your story. My dad is Native Hawaiian. My dad's family is in Hawaii, and I was raised by my Scandinavian white family here. And I think you felt different, and you don't have the tools to identify what makes you feel different. Obviously, there's physical attributes like browner hair and darker skin and browner eyes. But there's also a fundamental difference that I didn't really wasn't able to articulate until I went to college in Hawaii. And I really experienced that culture and felt at home. But I'm also too white for the the brown side of my family, (laughs) you know. Um, And I think there's a biracial split. I went to two extremes. Marin County is extremely white. And my dad's family is from Hana, which is a very rural Native Hawaiian community. And um, yeah, I never really fit in. And I, it's funny, as you were talking, I was thinking, 
everything that I associate with high school. I couldn't tell you maybe like not many projects I did, but I remember those pivotal social moments, right? That like grow you into who you are and shape you Mm -hmm. who you are. And so you can only imagine when that is your focus and so many things are going on and then you're struggling in school. Some days you don't even want to go to high school because the social pressure is just too immense, right? And then Many days. Yeah. I think that's what keeps us from wanting to go to high school. To- totally. And it's it's such a like formative time. And I don't think you can really articulate what's happening to you until you get perspective after a few years. But how inspiring it would be to go into an office and see an alumni and be able to talk about well, real experiences. And I'm, I mean, I'm, we've already established 52. And <laughs> you, know, you two inspire me, right? Your youth, your energy, your positivity, your experience, uh, and your willingness to share it. And you're not just sharing it here, but you're sharing it with other young people. And that's the part that's pivotal. Uh, I hope we can inspire more businesses to think about interns to that end. Let's talk a little bit about how do you identify students that are good candidates? Yeah, we offer internships on a semester basis and we give elective credit to students for participating in internships. So that's kind of one of the big incentives, but a lot of students want the experience. And so um, when I meet with students, first they fill out, you know, an application saying what they're interested in, um, giving all the information we need. And then I meet with students individually and then I talk to them about, you know, why do you want to do an internship? What kind of things are you interested in? I've been called like a matchmaker. And so (laughs) I like have my database of students that are interested in like STEM. And then I go into the community or look into my database and look, okay, which businesses offer these kind of experiences that these students want. How many kids would you say you've placed in the year that you've been at the county? Um, Well, this is actually my first semester doing the business education liaison Mm. stuff, but I am in the middle of placements right now. I've placed 27 students. Speaking of, we might have a day job here at the the podcast. Yes, we do. (laughs) And we have signed up to be a host. Yes, exciting. Natalia? Yes? Hi. Can you hear me okay? Yes. I'm Kalina. Hi. This is Stephanie. This is Natalia. Nice to meet you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I like to read. Anytime just for fun. I don't know. I just feel like it gets me like not to worry about stuff just like get my mind off stuff so like totally i like i like being out with friends yeah i try to be social (laughs) nice and you are a junior yes and how's that going so far it's been it's fun stressful i guess yeah yeah it's going nice so tell me about meeting with keisha and seeking out an internship it all started because my friend had mentioned a one-day trip to, like, Kaiser. And I, like, got in contact with Keisha. And she, like, mentioned these, like, other internships that were open. Mm-hmm. And your guys seemed interesting. Like, I don't know. What was that process like? Had you met with Keisha before that tour? No. This was... The first time meeting her. Yeah. Yeah. I was very impressed with your interest in trying to do high school and 
find an internship. And I think it's great that you're bilingual. That is a big asset. And I guess, do you have transportation? I think what makes me kind of giggle sometimes, but in like a, a positive way, is like when students tell me their like ambitions. And in particular, a student said they they watch Grey's Anatomy and really got inspired to be like a surgeon. And I just was like, that's awesome. You me know, too. Do it. I know. I love Grey's Anatomy. All want to be a doctor. Scalpel. Yeah. yeah. And that's great. <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Like, what do you want me to do? I got your back. Yeah, it's just Grey's Anatomy. Have to go to medical school for the rest of your life. Yeah, <laughs> decade of higher education is no joke, kids. Right. Yeah. As I was inspired by you when I met you at the business showcase, I am even further inspired. Uh, is there something you'd like to leave us or the listeners with about the program, about life, about high school job placement? I wanted to take the opportunity to put out the my feelers out there for any businesses that are capable of hosting some of our newcomer students. So a large part of the population in San Rafael High School, Madrone High School, even at Terlinda High School are students that are migrants. Um, and so they're called ELD students, English Language Development students. Okay. And they're eager to participate in these internships. Um, but it's been something that I need to navigate as far as finding businesses that are capable of hosting students with limited proficiency in English. Mm. So you might need some bilingual speaking uh, businesses, business owners, yes. employees. Yes. Keisha, it has been an honor. I am um, I'm touched by your honesty and your openness. Thank and, you. Uh, your positivity, I think. You're going places. Thank yes. you. Thank and, you. And we didn't really get to it, but your daughter's a lucky young lady. Oh, yes. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thanks for being here. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for having me. Here's to many successful internships. I think it's important that we follow up and let our listeners know that we were probably not going to be able to hire Natalia because her schedule just didn't really match up with ours. I think she's probably looking for something, a business that operates on the weekends. It's all a process though, right? I mean, right. she's gaining other valuable experience. Yeah, even just logging in. We had some, you know, technical issues and all of those things, how to maintain your cool in an interview when something goes wrong or you're running late. All of that, I think, build into her experiences and it's a practice thing I'm still practicing. Very well said. And I think that goes for a phone interview, a Zoom interview, which we never used to have, <laughs> or an in-person interview. Right. Just the opportunity for potential interns to practice those skills is valuable. Totally. And I remember my first big interview in college. I was in the parking lot. My grandma and my mom were like, you know, get dressed up, wear your blazer. And I was in Hawaii and I was in the parking garage and I was like fussing with my blazer. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Nobody in Hawaii wears blazers. And I walked up and I remember the elevator opening. Everyone was in jeans and t-shirt. And I was like, thank God I left the blazer in the car. <laughs> Well, that's the other thing, right? You learn about listening to your own instincts. And hopefully, um, Keisha will have many more students available and we'll keep trying to make a match one day. Yes. I also just wanted to take a minute to thank you. I, I don't always uh, direct the podcast microphone <laughs> in your direction. I know you shared some personal anecdotes today and you had serious shared experience, I think, with Keisha. And I just wanted to thank you for your honesty. 
Thank you for acknowledging. And the space to do that. The space is here when you want to take it. Thanks. You can find the School to Career program on the Marin County Office of Education website at marinschools.org. We also invite you to reach out to us. Join the podcast conversation. How about calling us with your ideas or thoughts on our episodes? We will take those calls at 415-847-2539. That's 847-2539. Or you can send us an email to weareonemarinpodcast at gmail.com. We hope to hear from you. The Marin Community Foundation generously sponsors this podcast. Our theme music is performed by a student at Enriching Lives Through Music. Elm is in San Rafael's Canal Neighborhood. Finally, a reminder to support diverse local businesses and shop Marin. <laughs>